0: everyone and welcome to another episode of the day Packers Podcast. My name is Griffin. I don't even feel like doing this today, Braun. I'm Griffin. I'm joined by Braun. We just lost to the Detroit Lions. Fifth loss in a row. The Packers, it doesn't get lower than that in the NFL. Losing to the Lions. I don't care how many games in a row you've lost. When you lose to the one win Detroit Lions, it doesn't get worse than that. And that's where the Packers are now. So that's good. Nine points against the worst defense in the league. This was embarrassing, and a very embarrassing day to
1: be a Packers fan. Bron, how you doing? I'm pathetic, Griff. Just like our Green Bay Packers, and it was another pathetic game from our pathetic team that we just <laughs> lost to the worst team. team in football. The worst team in football. We just lost to. We just took their spot, it appears, because they had one win coming into that game. And like I said, Griff, I'm doing terrible. How are you? Now they're one game behind us. Can you believe that?
0: We're one game in front of the Detroit Lions. God, dude, I would just like to enjoy one of my Sundays for once because I'm getting real sick of this losing. The last time the Packers won a game, I was in attendance. So I haven't gotten to enjoy a victory Sunday from my couch since week three. How much is it to ask for this team to win a football game? Oh, my God. We are recording this on Sunday night. Typically, we do Monday nights, but we just had to... Get our reactions out there on the record. So, I mean, where do we even begin with this game, Braun? It's just, it, what sucks is that they were moving the ball almost the entire game. The Packers were moving the ball, which is different from the other offensive struggle fests that we've seen from this team this season. You know, the Washington game, they go 0-6 on third down, 3-and-out after 3-and-out after 3-and-out. That wasn't the case today. They were moving the ball, had almost 400 yards of offense. In the first half, they were 6-for-8 on third down. They were moving the ball, it's just they couldn't score points today. Every week, it's a new thing that goes wrong. Today, they couldn't score points. Yay. What's it
1: going to be next week? Yeah, Griff, it seemed that the red zone was just a total colossal failure from the beginning of the game. Things just did not go their way, even though, like you mentioned, it really seemed like they were driving on the Lions consistently. Every single drive... They got into Lions territory, fun fact. Every single drive, apart from when they kneeled it before half, they were in Lions territory, and they did not come out with points in the first half, which is remarkable. That is remarkable. You have to try to do that. How do you do that as an NFL team? It's unbelievable. It felt like we were dominating that game at times, but yet here we are. We just lost to this team five in a row, Griff. The Detroit Lions, it's unreal to even think about.
0: And this one is the worst one because there is, there is no excuse that flies for this loss. You know, we lose to the Giants. Okay, it's in London. It's just one game. We lose to the Jets. They have a great young defense, and our pass protection was terrible in that game. It's going to be a hard game to win. We lose to Washington. They also have a great defensive front. You know, Taylor Heineke, he's a gunslinger. We lose to Buffalo. Well, they're the best team in football. There is nothing, there's not one thing redeeming. About a loss to the Detroit Lions. They are number 32 in so many categories. Their offense is the one thing that they've been good at in some games this season, and they were bad on offense today. So that's not even an excuse.
1: The only <laughs> the only reason we lost is because we are a worse football team than them. We're at least playing like it. That's for sure. It's it's weird to think about that we started out three and one, and we were concerned even then, as we all remember. But now it's more than concern. Our season is—we we talked about our season potentially being over, but you, you can never really say that when they still have a chance. It's so early, but it does feel like they are completely on the brink and that any more losses are just detrimental to any chance they have of doing anything past, past December. So it's just—it really is tough because now you're starting to think about how they can just get one win and then feel that feeling again. It's just very difficult every single heartbreaking moment— it tears at your heartstrings each and every week. And how much more can we take? How much more can Aaron Rodgers take? How much more can Matt LaFleur take? What, when is it going to—what's what, going to give? When are we finally going to recapture that winning feeling? We've got a chance this coming Sunday against the Cowboys, but I, nobody even wants to hear that right now because we just lost five games in a row, and it, we have shown no signs of being able to win since that Week 4 win against the Patriots. It's just so hard. It is so hard to be a fan right now. What do you want to get into this offense, Griff? Do you want to get into what happened?
0: Yeah, but, like, I wish we had eyes on the practice... in, In the practice facility, in the meeting rooms. I really want to know what the coaching staff thinks is the biggest problem. Like, after all these losses, what are they coming out of trying to correct the following week?
1: What is it? Because... That's not- the worst part, Griff. They've continuously—they tr- keep saying we've got to correct our mistakes. We've got to figure out why this thing isn't working. We got to figure out what we're doing wrong. They- what is the problem? I'm so sick of Matt. What is? Why can't they figure that out? They know we suck. They know we didn't have receivers. But apparently, they really tried their hardest to get these guys. But in reality, if they tried their hardest, they'd be Green Bay Packers right now. That's not good enough for me. I don't want to hear that that garbage about they tried so hard to get DJ Moore or they tried so hard to get Darren Waller. And I had heard that they tried to get Darren Waller again at this trade deadline. I had heard that, but they didn't clearly try hard enough. And I don't care what anybody says. If they had the same offer as the Bears, throw in a 2025 seventh-round pick. Throw in anything. Get the deal done. If you want him bad enough, if you know you need him bad enough, if you know our season is on the line because we don't have the talent and we are injured to no end, completely depleted in that room, get that guy. Give up the extra seventh because what are you going to do with that seventh? Nothing. Because we can't do anything with our third, fourth, fifth, barely our first and second round picks, Griff. What's the point? That's the problem. I don't, I don't. understand it.
0: That's why none of this makes sense. If they so, there's a report that comes out this morning. If you don't know what we're talking about, report that the Packers offered a first-round pick for DJ Moore, which is crazy, and I also don't believe that comes from. I think Adam Schefter, whatever. Talk about the report. I don't believe that for
1: one second. I don't believe even that for one second. even
0: if this reporter was actually told that from a source within the Packers, I don't believe that that source is telling the truth, because so if you're willing to give up a first round pick for DJ Moore, that means that, you know, a first round pick, that's a big, that's like a lot to pay for DJ Moore in that contract. So if you're willing to do that, then you are saying that we are not good enough at the receiver position this year, and we need to be in order to make the playoffs and contend for a Super Bowl. So how do you go from thinking that way to, oh, they don't want to do it for a first round pick? then I guess we're just going to stay how we are at the receiver position. Because if we stay how we are, we're going to lose every game. You know, we're gonna we're probably not going to make the playoffs now. So what, I guess what I'm saying is how do you... I, I don't believe that they would have offered a first-round pick because I don't think that they think the rec- one receiver is going to change this season for Green Bay. I don't think they think that. Because otherwise, they would have made a deal. They would have done something because they did nothing. They did nothing this offseason, first of all, and then we're eight weeks in, and the receivers look like garbage, no one's open, and they still did nothing. So clearly, they don't think this team is good enough to contend for a Super Bowl, and they're not willing to give up any draft capital. So how are you also going to say that, yeah, we uh, we offered a first-round pick for DJ Moore? That doesn't make any sense, because if you're willing to give up a first-round pick, that means you're willing to address the position, which means you think this team is can be a Super Bowl contender with another receiver, and then... When the Panthers declined that pick, you would have done something else. But they did
1: nothing else. Then how do you, exactly, then how can you justify doing absolutely nothing at the position and then feeling good about where your team is at moving forward? That's just ridiculous. This front office, I am so sick of it. I'm sick of Matt LaFleur's garbage. I'm sick of it all. The whole, <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of towing this line of just trusting this front office and trusting this coaching staff when Aaron Rodgers is the only reason we've won football games on this franchise for, for over a decade. And Devontae Adams was a big part of that, obviously. And now they've done everything they could to make sure that Aaron Rodgers has nothing to work with on offense whatsoever. And now people are finding every way they can to blame Aaron Rodgers. And it's just, it's so perfect because I, I, it helps me realize that this front office has just been so poor because they want to draft and develop, but can't draft nor develop anybody. and They want to keep those draft picks, but they can't go and get guys in free oh agency God. or in trades. So what happens then? You have no talent, and that's where we're at right now. No
0: talent anywhere. I, I think the, the biggest thing from this game would be the injuries because good God, did the injury bug bite us today, dude? Just every single play someone was going out. Starts with Romeo Dobbs who catches an 18-yard pass on the first offensive play of the game for Green Bay. He injures his ankle, limps off the field. The questionable return never came back. It didn't look good. He got carted off. Who else went out in this game? Literally name anyone, they probably went out. Christian Aaron Watson Jones went wa- out for a dude, while.
1: Christian Watson, I hate to be this guy, but I Christian hate Watson to be that guy too. I know back, where you're going. He comes back every couple weeks. And then he gets touched like <laughs> this on the is second opportunity. Him, he gets crushed. Like he looks like he just isn't fit to play. Like No, he, he looks like he weighs a hundred pounds. Why does he get injured every time he touches the football? Like it's, <laughs> it's unreal. It's insane. <laughs> and this it's is look, seriously They're crazy, relying dude. on they're relying on these guys. They look at who they've brought in this offseason. Romeo Dobbs, he has been good. That first play was great, but everything he does, it looks so difficult. Every move that they make with him, everything well, he's a fourth done,
0: round pick being relied on to be a starter.
1: I mean, exactly. it's going to be not difficult, you know, him because he's done very well in his considering all that. But when that fourth round pick is being relied on as a starter for this team, you have to have those expectations that he's going to make it a lot more seamless and a lot more smooth. But for a fourth round pick, yes, he looks very good. But the problem is, he's a starter for us, and it's just not good enough. Everything is so difficult. He makes a lot of mental errors, and it's a problem. And then you look at Christian Watson. They brought him in, right? Second-round pick. They traded up to get him. They spent a lot of capital on him. He can't stay on the field. And as good as he looks at times when he's on the field, he can't stay on it. And that's a major problem. And what did they make sure to do? Because we know we've got these injury concerns. They made sure to add the always healthy Sammy Watkins (laughs) who's at the ripe age of 34 or whatever he is now. 32. We're lucky that he's even been able to stay on the field when he has because he's already missed games and he looked like he didn't even know the playbook in this game. So where's the veteran presence that he's supposed to be bringing. It's just ridiculous. I don't know what to say. They've continuously, year after year, and we have now been saying this year after year, show after show, week after week, they did nothing to bring the receiver position up and they lost Devontae Adams, and then they even did less than you would have imagined. We have to get a first-round pick at receiver. No, we draft one in the second round, then we draft one in the fourth round, and at the very worst scenario, now they are both starting for us, now they're both hurt, and now we have nothing because we did nothing at the deadline for the 49th straight year, (laughs) 104th straight year in Green Bay Packers history. (laughs) <laughs> what are we going to do here, Griff? Because this is, I mean, we're talking about fireable offenses every week here. It looks worse and worse each game we go out there. And Rodgers has to literally do every magical thing he can to put us in a position just to win a football game. If Samari Torre, the seventh round rookie, doesn't make a play, we are so, so in trouble <laughs> each and every week. What are we going to do here?
0: Oh, my God. You know, I hate being the guy who whines about injury-prone players. Like, that, is, that always bugs me when people in the fanbase do that. But Christian Watson, like, it's just, every time he gets touched, I'm bracing myself, dude. I'm holding my breath. Like, he might not get up. He might be down for the year. <laughs> and, of course, I think of, like, his family and everything. But, like, it's like having a coworker who's sick all the time and is always calling out. Like, you just can't rely on him, and it's it's frustrating that our second-round pick that we're, who we are relying on so heavily just can't stay on the field, and he looks like he's made of paper, man. He looks so small out there, and it's, it's kind of ironic when you think of, we, we passed on George Pickens for Christian Watson, and George Pickens is built like a house, and... You know, whatever, I'm not even going to get into that today. That's that's for uh, that's for a couple months down the line, I suppose. Christian Watson, he does look good out there. He looks like if he could actually stay on the field, he would make an impact because on a couple catches today, he looked really nice. He's probably the, he's definitely the fastest guy in the receiving room. Uh, Sammy Watkins, um, so you can only have 11 guys on the field, right? I don't think Sammy should be one of those guys. I think it's probably a waste of a guy. Uh, I think even a 6th a though lineman You'd be better off. At least you get some extra protection there.
1: I thought David ran a better route than any route Sammy ran.
0: David ran a nicer route. What does Sammy do out there that you couldn't do, Braun? I've seen you I run routes before.
1: Yeah, you've seen me out there, and I, I must say, he looks like he looks like a statue at times.
0: He does, and he doesn't look like he knows the playbook, which is nice for a veteran.
1: Yeah, um, good thing to, to go to him on fourth down just for him to not make the move Rodgers was expecting. That looked like something <laughs> Romeo would do. Or Amari Rodgers, speaking of which, the guys, look look at just the guys that we were relying on, on these third down and tens, fourth down and tens to save the game, save our season. It's Amari Rodgers, the guy we all wanted cut a few weeks ago because he's a punt returner. First of all, he's our punt returner, right? Second of all, he wasn't (laughs) even doing that well. He's finally made a couple plays at receiver, but man, like, we're relying on him. And it's Samori Torre, the seventh-round pick, who's made some good plays, but also had some drops and things like that, and not very good moments. And then, guess who? Alan Lazard, our savior, wide receiver number one. He has looked so bad. So bad. The only time that he makes plays is when Rodgers literally throws him perfection balls, handoffs, right into his chest. And he even drops some of those somehow. It's mind-blowing. Rodgers looks so good when he throws him the ball. And the only reason that he's even getting the ball is because Rodgers trusts him, but he would not be throwing those balls to anybody else. And Lazard rarely comes up with those, and when he does, it's good because he's a contested catch guy, but he can't get a lick of separation in any route that he—I mean, he's so slow. He just doesn't—he's not not good enough. He's a wide receiver one, and the only time he catches the ball, it looks like— it looks like some of the most unreal throws you've ever seen from Aaron, but it's just because he gets zero separation and Rodgers trusts the ability to throw him the ball regardless. Dude,
0: think of, think of Lazard's first career touchdown, Detroit, week six, Monday night football at home. You remember this? Rodgers throws him the literal drop in the bucket along the left sideline for the touchdown. That He was not open a little bit. That's his entire career right there. Allen's one of those guys where... All the receivers it goes for every single one of them I hate having to hate on them as much as I do But it's only because they've been put in the situation that they're put in Romeo I hate hating on Romeo so much because he I want to love him so much, you know But he's a fourth-round pick also our wide receiver, too So I'm disappointed in his lack of production same thing with Allen. this guy should be our wide receiver three He should be our big slot, but no he's our alpha. He's our X He's replacing Devontae. He's getting the first read, and he is not good enough to be getting those. We say this every single week, but he's not. He makes plays on the ball sometimes when he wants to, but then most of the time it just looks ridiculous. And he's never open. He's never—I don't think he's been
1: open once in his entire career. They are so badly missing Randall Cobb too. It's just like oh, he, Randall I mean, Cobb. They can't is do so anything. Nice, man. They can't do anything on fourth down, anything, and they're struggling on third down even. Not today as much, but over the. Losing streak of five games, my goodness. They just can't get anything together in these in these places where Rodgers needs to go somewhere with the ball and needs to find somebody open. It, it's just, there's nothing there. Rodgers has, the only time we're converting, again, Rodgers looked so good today when he got outside the pocket. He's, he looks like 2016 Aaron. And when he ran the ball even, he was looking fast. He converted a third and
0: 10 and a third and 17. On scrambles.
1: My goodness. Uh, The third and seventeen, he
0: literally looked like two thousand nine Aaron Rodgers. Like he was booking it, bro.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, and Griff, you've said at times like he looks slower, and sometimes in the pocket he does. But then he comes out and he shows you that he can still run it, but he just hasn't done it much because he's trying to protect his legs because he wants to play and he wants to keep playing at a high level for a long as long as he can. And also quarterbacks getting outside the pocket is where most injuries happen. Exactly, and the last thing he wants is to lose one of his last few years of his career to injury And the worst part of it is griff. Yes, he threw some picks right that first one a little unfortunate The ball was a little low hit the guy in the helmet that things like that happen balls get batted down Weakly all the time, you know, and that that's happened to every quarterback Unfortunate that it happened on the first drive when we're at the goal line, right? Whatever second pick that was a tough throw But he had pressure coming in his face and he had to throw it from his back foot and he missed David by a few yards, obviously. That was a very weird play call to put the guy that we can't barely have stay on the field at left tackle in position to catch a touchdown pass and get tackled. And I mean, like, that's just silly. And then, of course, he goes out for four drives in the in the game. It doesn't make any sense to call that play, even though it may have worked if Rogers put a better throw there. To me, that's just such a risky play, putting your franchise left tackle in position to get tackled and, and obviously with the knee it just makes no sense and then the throw you're talking about the throw to Tunyon. bad ball behind him a little short double covered to tunyan and like near the end zone after the jair pick unfortunate right but you take those throws away and then maybe that that deep ball to samari that was about three or four yards short those were his throws right yeah i would say he had three bad throws in this game three bad throws that you want back but then you, he extended this team's season He extended the team's chance to win the game About 20 times in this game Both through the air, with his legs Getting outside the pocket And they, they would have been in no position to do that If it wasn't for him And that's all I have to say I just I, Did he make some bad plays? Yes That happens every game They happen to be picks this game That's okay But he made so many plays to keep us in this game Give us a chance to win that's more than enough, especially with what we've got around him on offense. Man, like I, I hate that Aaron Rodgers is getting blamed for this game because it's, it's been the same throughout the course of this losing streak. And the fact that he's the one getting the blame for some of these things when there are such more minuscule things going on around, that I, there are so many of those that everybody just chooses to ignore. Rodgers will do one little thing wrong, miss one or two throws, and we're still in a position to win, and he puts us there. He's the only reason we're in that position, yet he gets all the blame. Everybody says we should bench him, and it makes no sense because if you put Jordan Love back there, watch that game. That would be something to watch because he would get sacked and strip-fumbled so quick. and it's just, I can't even explain it to you, Griff, but I know you understand.
0: Rogers does so many things that I'm sure Matt LaFleur would tell you about that any other quarterback wouldn't be able to do. And he does things that make this terrible offense look better than it would otherwise. Um, Just simple things like knowing when to throw it out to the wide receiver on a bubble when it's a run call. You know, simple things like that to get five or six yards because it's a good look. You know, those are things that he brings to the table. And he, obviously, he brings the arm talent. I, I, Oh, God, this game from Aaron, dude. You know, statistically, it's one of the worst games of his career. He only completed just over 50% of his passes. Three picks. First time he's thrown three picks in a game since 2017 against Carolina when he came back with the collarbone. Arm was clearly affected in that game. So this was the first game healthy that he's thrown three picks since 2008, I think. Um, throw, he throws two red zone interceptions first time in his career in the same game. So, the first pick hits the guy in the helmet, pops up in the air, you know, whatever, that happens. He's thrown a lot of unlucky interceptions like that, but also Lazard, it didn't look like Lazard was open, first of all. Also, the window was closed, second of all, and uh, yeah, he probably just should have handed off, but whatever, that's that's a pick. The second pick to Bakhtiari, he would definitely tell you that that's probably his worst throw of the day, I agree. Just off the back foot, throws it, underthrown. Aiden Hutchinson is right there, easiest pick of his life. And then the third pick to Tunyon was, you know, you've described it already, a little behind him, trying to fit it in a window that was closing quickly. I think this is, I think today was a result of Aaron really trying to put the team on his shoulders. I think it was. Because I think he was thinking if he didn't try, so like take the third pick for Tunyon, I guess is what really fits this uh, picture that I'm painting. The If he doesn't try to make that throw, Which he was making throws like that today that were completed, right? He made a lot of tight window throws. He made a lot of throws outside the pocket, outside of structure that looked good. But you're right, he had a few really bad throws. And I think his mentality with that was he is going to try to carry this team. Because if he doesn't try to make those types of throws, then... It, the offense would just look like how it did against Washington, you know, where they can't move the ball, can't pick up first downs because that's the type of quarterback that he is. He never goes full Carson Wentz where he just has all these big time throws, but also really these bad throws that he probably wants back. You know, he always just has the big time throws when they're there. If if he is in a situation to make a risky throw that could be picked, he usually just doesn't throw it. That's why he never throws picks. And that's where a lot of people's criticism of him comes into play is that he doesn't take enough risks. Today he was taking those risks, I feel like, and that's why he threw some really ugly passes because usually when a guy's not screaming wide open or it's a a high percentage throw, he's not gonna make it unless it's like crunch time or whatever, but he was making those throws throughout the day today because he probably knows this, this offense stinks, and there's no talent, so he's got to make these throws if they're going to have any chance at winning, and guess what? They got all the way down the field several times. Every single drive ended in opponent territory. They only punted once. One punt all day long, you know? They, were, they had good offense for most of the game. It's just bad variance, I guess.
1: Exactly, Griff. It's so funny. Everybody who's yelling at him about these picks, those are the same people that are saying he's been too conservative over the course of his career or even Oh, it's his the same exact the people.
0: It's the same exact people saying
1: that. Yeah. It's the I mean like I don't even know what to say at this point. I Look, did he play his best game today? No, he did not. But he played really good in a lot of spots. And, and he, he played better the than users. the
0: stats would paint, too. Because I didn't look Definitely. at the box store until well after the game. And his box score statistics are embarrassing. <laughs> like, they're really they're like Zach Wilson numbers. Um, but I think he played better than that. There's a lot of well, plays that I can think of that impressed me.
1: Everything he was doing getting out of the pocket and just buying time. like That's the stuff that I miss from him because he was so good at that. When he was in his true prime if you want to call it that like even that 2014 2016 type player of aaron Rodgers' caliber the way that he was being able to move outside the pocket use his legs extend time get get outside of the structure of the original play and he had guys that were able to maneuver around the defense to find holes in the zones or just kind of beat their man and get open go back to aaron and catch footballs outside of the play and that was just you saw that today and Rodgers is having to do a lot of stuff on his own, a lot of stuff with his legs, and it looked good. And you know he can still do it. I had always said, just because he's not doing it doesn't mean he can't do it. Because Matt LaFleur's offense was based on get the ball out of your hands quick. And a lot of the times this year, and even during this losing streak, they're trying to avoid the protection issues and by getting the ball out fast so they, they don't have to worry about Rodgers getting pressured too much. And And it's all of those things combined. And again... Today, when David goes out, the offensive line gets jumbled. Runyon went out at one point, the offensive line is jumbled. Everything is a problem. They can't get the the healthy five out there. The receiving core is so depleted from an injury standpoint and from a talent standpoint, as it is. Randall Cobb isn't out there. Alan Lazard missed a bunch of games. Christian Watson's been missing games. Samari Torre has stayed healthy. Amari Rodgers has stayed healthy. But all these other guys, even now Romeo, I don't know what his thing is now. He could be out for multiple games. Who are we putting out there? They have to start looking at guys in free agency. Odell Beckham is is they kind of get
0: Fry Fogle back in the building, man. They, they have really to just do. to have
1: the body out there. They need anybody, but if they really want to, if Griff, if they are willing to give up a first round pick for DJ Moore, Odell Beckham Jr. just won a Super Bowl with the Rams. He he's won a Super Bowl now. He he said he was considering Green Bay this week. He came out and said that Green Bay is one of the teams that he's considering. He, he mentioned Buffalo, Green Bay, the Cowboys, the Giants. Those are the teams he mentioned and he w- we were his final two last year. We have to give him the most money. That's the only thing. I mean, that's and we can. We have the cap space this year to do that. We are not strapped for cash like everyone thinks no. we are. The amount of no. comments that I've seen about how
0: we could have kept Devontae if Rodgers wasn't making so much money, I I don't I really those. give, these, give caps, these
1: people... Rogers' money on the books this year is so low. It's so like $28 million. Low. It's like $28 it's so million. Ridiculously low. He is not eating that much cap space this season. Okay. He has one of the lowest cap hits in all of quarterbacking at the highest. level in this league. His
0: contract is backloaded because the salary cap is going to inflate... In the next few seasons. That's why his contract is structured the way that it is. He is not on the books for that much money this year. And we are paying, actually, we are paying quite a bit of money to a lot of other guys on this team. So, not maybe maybe fans should go after those guys for being greedy. No, they won't, though.
1: Griff, guess who they're really paying, though? They're giving Zadarius Smith $10 million to play for the Minnesota Vikings because we cut him just so he could sign with our biggest rival and lead the league in sacks. I'm oh, so sick of this, Griff. Oh, God. Griff, what did I say? You don't cut good players. Z'Darius Smith is leading the league in sacks with Minnesota as they sit at seven and one. We're here at three and five. Rashawn Gary is in a boot. He was carted three off. Three and today. six, buddy. What is wow. <laughs> wow. I can't even I didn't even, wow. We suck. I hate this. We're bad, man. We're really bad. We're three and, and it's six.
0: Not, it's not anything that you can just point to and say that's There's the problem. There's a million
1: things. There's a million You know, the things. coaching and staff they date back to last year.
0: The coaching staff has problems, but there's there's nothing they're being stubborn about. They've tried all our losses these past five weeks. They've been like different game plans. It's like last week we tried the run heavy attack and Rogers played really well. Guess what? It wasn't good enough. Oh uh, this great news, we, we were, by the way, they couldn't run the ball for anything this week. Oh either. my the the run game So this is this is part of the problem here. Matt LaFleur He has to know how untalented this team is. Because every week he's asked about, why don't you just run the ball more? Why don't you just give Aaron Jones more carries? And every week he says, it's because teams are giving us 7-man boxes, 8-man boxes, 6-man defensive lines the Lions showed a bunch of times today. And he has no faith in us to block it up. We have no run plays that that we can run against any defensive front. For good reason, because when you call a run against us 8-man box, you have to rely on Josh Myers not whiffing, John Runyon not whiffing, Elton Jenkins not whiffing, Yash Nyman not whiffing. All of those things happening on the same play is really rare for this team this season it hasn't happened a lot of times when you're playing against a too high safety look like the Bills showed us last week because they were up 17 points and you are calling and you call a run play you're able to create double teams and you're also able to have your guys your interior guys get up to the second level when a team is loading the box in front of you you need all of your offensive linemen to win their one-on-one blocks for the play to have any chance to gain positive yardage And it's not going to gain much either, because you don't have guys who are able to get to the second level. Running the ball is really hard when you have an offense with no playmakers at the receiver position, no one who is going to stress the defense out. So the defense, the only thing they have to worry about is stopping the run. Because we can't throw it even against advantageous passing looks, which we learned week 5 against New York. You remember that? Going into the week 5 game against New York, we were talking about their cornerbacks, and now they're so bad, and they play so much man coverage, and we were like, oh, Rodgers and these receivers, they're gonna eat, and then we learned that game, oh, actually, no, these guys are not good. And that's been the case all season. We can't run the ball. We can only run the ball against a light box. We can't throw the ball against any defensive look. And so, obviously, the defense, they're going to prioritize stopping the run. And that's what every team we've played this year has done. And, it's, a, it's such a tough spot to be in as a head coach, which is why I am not as critical of Matt LaFleur as a lot of other people have been this season because it's tough playing with this group of guys,
1: dude. And Griff, you're right about that offensive line because David Bakhtiari, when he plays, is good. Elton Jenkins has been serviceable this year Josh Myers has not been good John Runyon has not been good and Josh Nyman has not been good and nobody else has been good Royce Newman has been so bad they benched him Zach Tom came in he's been okay at times whatever the, Jake Hansen was terrible when we subbed him in at one point they they just can't find the right combo and when they do they can't stay healthy and they're not good enough as it is they don't have enough guy like the, the line's not good they don't have the offensive Elton. line. It's what it's we, were, and Elton, we were. We confident and about have,
0: this line, man.
1: We, we, had we were a confident about the
0: depth and the starters,
1: and it's like and everyone who's not good.
0: David Bakhtiari has not been good.
1: They haven't been good enough. People talking about Josh
0: Nyman. People have got to be calling the Packers, asking if Josh Nyman's available. Uh, can we can we stop with it, dude? He's a, he's a good backup tackle, and he's a he's an okay starter. But like and Griff, people here's think that he's like David Bakhtiari's. Uh, he, he's on his level, he's not. He's not someone you want starting at right tackle. None of these guys are, other than Elton and David.
1: And the worst part of it is, Griff, we cut Bill Turner for four million dollars in cap space this Good lord! Season. We, w-
0: we talked about that, we were, I swear to god, we were the only people on the planet talking about that in
1: March. Why did we cut Bill Turner for four million dollars? Unreal, dude. I don't get it. I do not understand it. And that left us doing nothing at the tackle spot, because what did we do to replace him? We drafted a Rasheed Walker in the sixth round who hasn't played for us and he's sitting on our he's getting inactive gun game day. Healthy scratch. This I don't know what they're they just choose to avoid our biggest issues and they create their own issues. Wait, they're trading our and cutting our best players at the best positions that we need. They cut Zedarius Smith. They traded Devontae Adams. Would they have done that if he didn't want out? No. But they couldn't replace him with the two first, the first-round pick and the second-round pick that they got. They couldn't get a player in, in free agency. They couldn't trade for any veteran. They went and drafted a player in the second round that can't stay healthy. They dra- They drafted a player in the fourth round that's good but can't be a starter in his rookie season. They drafted a player in the seventh round that looks like is going to be our number one moving forward. And they signed Sammy Watkins. Who doesn't know the playbook, looks old, can't run, and can't separate, <laughs> neither can their number one currently Alan Mazard. And I can't I literally am getting sick of talking about it. And we're gonna have to keep talking about it because until they find a solution or do anything to try to improve that group, it's just it's it's a complete colossal failure from an organizational standpoint, all the way up to Mark Murphy. All the way up it's unforgivable it is and everybody should be fired for that if we don't do something about this season moving forward if we come out of this season and we struggle with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback wasting one of his final years it's time to clean house how especially if he retires you have to clean house we we've done too many inexcusable things in these final years of Aaron Rodgers and not have come out with a Super Bowl it's pathetic It is pathetic, Griff, and I'm fed up. I am fed up. I'm completely fed up.
0: In terms of this season, dude, I don't know. I mean, we're 3-6. Is anyone even thinking about the playoffs anymore? I know we are. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are. It's it's still only Week (laughs) 9. It's funny, we've been saying that. And and we've been self-aware of us saying it's only Week X since Week 5, but it is only Week 9. There's a lot of football left. A lot of things can happen. A lot of weird things happen in the NFL. Um, So... I guess the season's not over. So if we were going to look at things that can, that can improve, if there's something that's going to make this offense just all of a sudden play well, what is it? I mean, if they get one win... I'm confident that they can ride the momentum, ride the high, because they've got to be pretty down on themselves right now. They've lost five in a row. A lot of these guys who have been on the team since Matt LaFleur got hired, a lot of these guys don't know what it's like to be a part of a bad football team with a bad record, you know? Like, A.J. Dillon has no idea what this is like. Rodgers hasn't felt this in a while. Um, But if they're able to get one win, I think that hopefully... You know, this is just us talking in terms of hope, what we're hoping for. If they get one win, hopefully... They'll just be able to ride that high. And if we beat Dallas this week, maybe it's going to be so much a a galvanizing game that they're going to be able to ride throughout the season. Um, in, In terms of schematics... There's not much. They've tried like I said, dude. They've tried what everything. What more can they they've, do
1: with this group? They, they're getting they're they not can't, can't getting do anything, more talented. Man. It's
0: not a game plan problem. It's not they're not handing
1: it off enough. I'm sick of hearing Oh that, my gosh. Man. They've tried because every which way to plan around the offense and When you take out, out Roger's could.
0: scrambles today, when you take out his scrambles, they had 66 yards rushing on over 20 attempts, 3.14 average. AJ and Dillon talent- is not a playmaker.
1: No, Griff. He's just in. Aaron not good Jones. This year. I
0: I want to find more creative ways to get the ball in Jones's hands than just giving it to him to run between the tackles because those guys can't open up lanes.
1: And Griff, the receiving talent is not getting any better because it's actually getting worse. There, the injuries are just absolutely depleting them. Like I said, and they're not going to be able to do anything from a schematic standpoint any differently. They pulled out some a lot a lot of the stops today. They tried creative trick plays the last few weeks. In Buffalo, this- they did that
0: the the Bhattiari play I you you and a lot of people have been criticizing that play call I don't understand I love that play call man this team sucks you gotta get creative sometimes the creativity and he was part wide is open fine, Griff
1: that that creativity yes I'm saying the play was open but I don't like putting him in that kind of jeopardy okay yeah I that's that I do part. understand that I do that's understand that's the only thing but he I'm got seeing open. people you gotta hit that I'm, throw Rogers you have to make that throw I'm just seeing throw.
0: people who are like uh, they're trying to get too cute basically like are you kidding me have you, what, you want to run it up the middle for the third time in a row for no gain? Not That's been they working tried that so well. on that
1: same drive, did they not? Did they not they try did, that? They did, yes. They did. Wasn't that a fourth Twice down Twice they pick? tried that. It they was went, a fourth David, down pick. Yeah, they tried to th- run it with A.J. Dillon, who has just had a horrendous season, I must just say. Just give
0: it to A.J. Dillon, everyone always says. Just give it to he A.J. Dillon. He played a
1: great game in Minnesota, and then he just completely has nothing Even in enough.
0: Minnesota, he got stuffed on fourth and one, remember? Yes, oh it's gosh. just
1: not been good enough, and like, man... He's been relied on last year so heavily, and he had such a good game against Tennessee in 2020. I mean, like, these things, like, you go back to these games that he had over the years, and he's been very good, and it's just, he's not that guy. I don't know what happened this year. He's just not been good enough. Answer me this, Ron.
0: Would you, so let's say that a team called us on the phone before the trade deadline and said, we'll give you a second-round pick for A.J. Dillon. Would you make that trade? I'm only saying that because we spend a second round pick on A.J. Dillon, and it was silly at the time, and it's still silly, because A.J. Dillon is what most running backs are, like, most running backs just, they take what is given to them by the offensive line, there's only a few special guys, Aaron Jones is one of them, and it's honestly insulting that he's still splitting carries. And I don't know what was his deal, but he went out of the game, went to the locker room, came back out, and kind of stood on the sidelines like Bakhtiari did in London. Like, just kind of, like, by himself, like, looking sad. I don't know what the deal was there. Um, What was even his injury? What was it, an ankle?
1: It was an ankle injury, and he was running around trying to show the coaching staff that he could go, but they told him he's not going to play for the rest of the game, I he I mean, about that.
0: Conservative coaching, conservative uh, medical staff, I mean, I mean, I'm not really going to complain about that, but that was weird. No, it's
1: fine. Whatever. But Dylan just, look, he's not been good enough, and I, objectively, I think you have to look at what he's done, and you just watch the games, and you see, like, he's not that same dynamic player. He, he's even dropped a lot. He's dropped a lot of footballs this year in the passing game, and we expected him to be a big factor in that realm of what he does too. And it, it, last year he was so good. This year he just hasn't been as good. I don't know what it is, Griff. It's very bizarre. And look, we had him on our show. He was a guest on this show, Griff. We love AJ Dillon, but he has just not been good enough, and it's unfortunate.
0: It's like it's so different when we have a dynamic passing game, bro. It's so different when teams Maybe are that's playing part of us. It.
1: It's like you said, it's the way that teams are playing us. They know we don't have anybody who can separate at the receiver position. Aaron Rodgers is forced to make these unbelievable throws in order to get the ball downfield, do things that are ridiculous, get outside the pocket, revert to his MVP 2016-2014 level self, and it's just so hard to get anything going on offense when teams are playing us that way, where they're just daring us to throw it, making Aaron Rodgers do all the dirty work, do all that hard work, and the running game can't get going against these heavier boxes because all they're going to do is try to defend the run when they know these guys can't separate at the receiver position.
0: And that highlights the difference between Jones and Dylan more than it has any other year. Because, you know, in years past, 2020 and 2021, the stats especially, the stats were not that different between them. But now it is because teams are loading up to defend the run against us. And when you give Aaron Jones the ball between the tackles, he's able to weave in and out of the lanes. He's able to make people miss through his elusiveness, and he's able to stay patient and find the right cutback when it's there. But A.J. Dillon, the only way he's going to get around you is by going through you. And when there's eight 300-pounders in the same five-yard area, it, there's, he's not Saquon Barkley. A lot of people think he's Saquon Barkley because of the thighs, but he's not Saquon Barkley. He's, he's not elusive. You know? But when you're running against a light box and there's a lane and he's one on one with a safety, he's going to run through them and then it's going to be a highlight play and it's going to be awesome. But when it's such, when he's running against these defensive fronts, it, it makes sense why Aaron Jones is so much, he looks so much better this season. Than dylan does and until we actually threaten teams through the air it's gonna be that way dude i mean even today i it makes you wonder why do they not just give the ball to jones more often why do they not make it a priority to get the ball in his hands uh it's like give him the Devonte treatment what they did did what, what they did with Devonte for the past three years like i i just wish they would do that with jones because he is the best thing we have going for us down after down uh, i don't know they don't seem very interested in that i i, I assume they're trying to protect his health because uh, we're going to be making that playoff run this year. Got to keep him healthy
1: for January. Griff, the defense looked good at times. They made some plays. Jair had a big pick against... It's, it was a good. It's a good offense based on the talent they have. They have a lot of receiving talent. They traded TJ Hawkinson over the past week, and they didn't look as good as maybe we would have expected because our defense hasn't played entirely well at all times. But they made a few plays, but like I said... They were mostly stymied throughout the game. We only held them to 15 points. And, again, the way that we play defense, if you hold a team to 15 points, we have to beat them. I mean, we just uh, we have to beat that team, especially if it's the Detroit Lions. So, pathetic again, but there's really not much to even talk about. Quayne Walker made a good stop on, on that fourth down. We were without Devondre Campbell. Rashawn Gary left the game at one point. A lot of penalties that, you know, maybe helped contribute to the reason why we didn't get the ball back in certain situations or whatever look I don't know a lot you know the penalties don't go our way every week it seems like we get a lot of bad bounces of the ball and that's what happens on a losing streak things just don't go your way you lose a turnover battle you don't make enough plays the defense did it what it could considering the circumstances of the offense considering that they'd go on these 12 play 13 play drives and come up with zero points and have to go out there and kind of take on some of those long drives but, and then they were doing a good job of holding the Lions to not getting scores By getting some fourth and third down stops in key spots I don't know, there's not much to say Because the, the story's about the offense, right? And the way that the receivers and Aaron Rodgers and the offensive line and the running game But I don't know, what are we going to do moving forward? I guess, how do you move on from this game? We can't keep playing this way It's so uncomplimentary Everything is, nothing's working in unison Nothing's working together. The offense and defense are playing completely independent of each other. It's it's very bizarre to see because even in years like 2021 where we thought we need to play a little more complementary, we were still winning games, especially like 2019, 2020. We're winning football games. Like these, It's like two different teams out there. It's just so bizarre. It's so bizarre.
0: Yeah, I would love to see this defense paired with the 2020 or 2021 offense because I think we'd have a lot better opinion of them. Um I don't to me they just look poorly coached and I know that's that's kind of like a buzz phrase for people to say about bad defenses that they're poorly coached but it's like they they obviously they have talent everywhere and for most of the game they look good but they just like they do some stupid things like these penalties they get Chris Barnes is hitting this guy in the head he's injuring himself which gives them a first down on second and 20 we've got a hands to the fi- or a illegal contact on a third and 15 that gives extends a Lions drive just stupid penalties like that seem to happen every Jair, single week where
1: he's throwing a guy out of bounds when he's already across the white line on the outside like just so stupid, Griff. It doesn't make any sense. Like some of these, look and like I said, some of these calls are they great? No. That one, silly penalty. The Chris Barnes one, he hit him in the head with his helmet, and he went out for it. He got hurt, it concussed him probably. Instant he just karma came back. On that one. We just so many guys came out of the game injured. It's hard to overcome all that, and the penalties. Like we were making a lot of mental mistakes, a lot of mental errors. The penalties and all these things just, they start to really snowball, and it's a lot of these little things, like I said, they come together and they just really hurt us week after week. How are we going to go beat the Cowboys, Griff?
0: Man. Oh my god, how are we going to beat the Cowboys? I had no faith in this defense at the end, and I have to give them credit for proving me wrong, because I feel like they're just, I feel like they're the least clutch unit in the NFL. But, uh, and on that last, uh, what was it, fourth and one or fourth and two, um, the Lions' last play before the, we got the ball back on the two-minute, um, it was like, we blitzed, and as soon as I saw Kway Walker blitzing, I was like, oh, no, someone is going to be wide, stinking open on this play. And the pressure got to go off and he threw a terrible pass, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe what I've just seen. That was crazy. And they had a fourth and three stop in there. And you know what? Like, we complain about all these all these little things that snowball, but objectively – Looking at it, they held the Lions to 15 points. Like, this game is... I, my only notes for the defense is i have no notes on the defense they played well because i mean what are we gonna say about the defense it's the fifth week in a row where the defense isn't the, the problem except last week i guess they were they were probably the problem last week but they, we're playing these terrible offenses every single week this year and the defense they're playing you know we want them to play a little bit better but still it's mostly on the offense just not scoring points and putting the defense in bad spots and all three of Rodgers' picks, all three of his picks came in spots where we would have gotten the lead. The first two, we would have gotten the lead. We would have been up 7-0, and they these picks were in the end zone. And then the third pick, we could have scored a game-tying touchdown, which would have... Putting put the defense in a much better spot because you know, like I said, if they had if they were paired with a better offense defending the pass more, they'd probably look a lot better because they're really good at defending the pass. Go figure, they have talent in the secondary, even when Stokes goes out in this game, which we didn't mention. Keyshawn Nixon is a great depth piece. Darnell Savage remains a liability, he gave up a touchdown oh again my today.
1: gosh. Come on, but
0: Rudy dude. Ford looks like a good player. I, I haven't seen. You know, it's hard to watch the safeties from watching the broadcast. But Rudy Ford, he, he looks like a good player, right? How much worse can he be than Darnell? Because Darnell
1: is giving up plays a lot this year. Darnell, just again, like the tackling. You, you're now you're starting to notice it because we're watching for it. He's just right, like yeah. running into guys. Like I don't know if you saw the one. He ran into Amon Ross St. Brown and he ju- and he tried to and he didn't even put his arms out he just used his shoulder and he just he, he got throws stiff. he throws himself at
0: anything. he throws himself like he's a torpedo just like lunging at the oh, my. it's not even grab 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 it's just
1: the opposite and then he's of diving that. at the ground like and he just i mean his tackling thing is ground. it's so bad griff it's so many things it's just like with between Darnell and then the Packers offense not converting on these fourth fourth downs, and they're turning it over. Lazard dropping that ball, and then you know it's just like it's so many. Which one? Which a, drop? Which drop? The one where Lazard that should have been it, Rogers put it in a perfect spot. Lazard had it. Oh, with basically that was one, one of had. Rogers'
0: best throws of the day, man. That was and beautiful on Lazard fourth and three. It. On four, it was going to be our third fourth down conversion of the year. And Lazard, we think he makes a great play on the ball. I'm like, oh, Lazard, thank you. Thank you for making a play. And... No, actually, he uh, let it slip. Also, another Lazard, almost great play. How about that? Uh, it was a third and whatever on the slot fade to Lazard. He makes a great play on the ball on this one, adjusts, catches it, and then he takes off to the end zone, and uh, maybe if he didn't run like a tight end, he probably scores there, but he is tackled and just short. And then guess short. what?
1: We didn't even score that on that drive. We no, that, score Then, then, then
0: Rodgers throws the interception to Bakhtiari. Targeting Unbelievable.
1: Diari. If yes.
0: Lazard scores there, which it was originally called a touchdown, no, or maybe it was called down at the one. But if he scores there,
1: oh wow, feels a lot different, right? Yeah, and Griff. Not to mention, like it's just with this offense, it's the little things again. On that last drive, we're trying to win the game. Two minutes left, three timeouts. AJ Dillon fumbles when he's get when he caught that ball. He fumbles and it almost <laughs> that goes was to the almost Lions. a disaster. That was almost a disaster. Nobody wants to talk about that. But AJ, again, another reason why AJ Dillon, we just, he's struggled, right? He fumbles, uh, and we almost lost the ball there because the Lions almost recovered it. Then, on the fourth down, Rodgers throws a beautiful throw, pressure in his face to Samari Torre. Torre fumbles the ball, and that's almost a disaster. Rodgers was keeping his That us looked a like a seventh round rookie
0: out there, didn't it? That looked like a seventh-round rookie mistake by Torrey, but Torrey, wow. I'm really impressed with Torrey, and if no, he keeps developing, good. he could open up this offense maybe. It looks like Rodgers likes throwing to him, and that and it looks and like he play, can
1: get downfield a little bit at least. Like it, yeah, you know, these more other than guys these other can. guys. Yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, that was a great adjustment by him because Rodgers kind of put it in a spot where he could only get it because he really wasn't, he didn't have that much separation, but Rodgers put it in a spot where only torrey could get it if he adjusted correctly and he did and he it looked really cool too because it kind of like fell backwards as he caught it but then he like he gets up doesn't know what to do freaks out and then he gets the ball just ripped out of his arms and uh that was that was i thought that was going to be the uh the last play of the game because i thought the lions had recovered it and i was like wow what a way to go out what a way to lose this game um, but no, it would actually end. Our final play of the game would end up being maybe more embarrassing because it was a throw to um, the back corner of the end zone where there was no receiver. So I don't know which, <laughs> which I would have preferred.
1: Especially, it's just, it's the summation of our whole season. Rodgers throwing to a veteran, and even he can't get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers in a fourth and ten situation. Unreal.
0: Throwing to the Devonte replacement. If anyone's the Devonte replacement, it is Sammy Watkins. Um, this team is now three of fifteen on fourth down this season, worst in the NFL. How? How
1: do you do that? <laughs> I mean, man, some of these play calls from the floor have been pretty terrible. But again, like you mentioned, not much to go out there and play with as a as a scheme play caller. So I don't know what to say. Uh, how much? Three more can of fifteen. We I mean, listen to this,
0: Bron. They've they've so this season they've gone for 15 fourth downs. And they've converted three of those.
1: That's really crazy.
0: How do you do that? How do you even try That's to do That's hard that? to do. Because, like, How do you usually fail to convert on 12 they're out of 15. They're usually 15?
1: short grift. They're usually fourth and I, one. They're two. fourth and one, fourth and three. Like, what are you fourth doing? Fourth and two, even. <laughs> yeah, you have to you really try to do that. Randall God. Cobb has one of those, at least.
0: Yeah, Randall Cobb. I mean, if we had him, well, think about that, Bron. We lost him halfway through the Jets game. We were on a one-game losing streak at the point where he went out. Maybe he makes a bigger difference than we think.
1: No, well, he, I know, Griff. I'm, I've been saying he. I really, know you, you think
0: know. he makes a big difference. <laughs>
1: he makes a massive difference. It would be really nice to get him back. Yeah, in getting Cobb back would actually be huge, man. That would you be think, a massive. Wait, is thing. his
0: return window even open? Because he's on IR. I don't think he can play this Has week. Has it
1: been four weeks yet, dude? I really hope so. No, he
0: went on IR week, well, Jets was six, so week seven. So I think he can come back against the Titans, maybe. Could be wrong on that one, but I think it is against the Titans. So he's going to be out this week. This week against Dallas, dude, that's going to be fun, man. It's gonna be Is fun. it? No. <laughs> we have to win that game, Griff. It's so... Stu- we have I mean, to, yeah. I
1: mean, the problem we're, is- we're, staring at four, we're staring at three and seven. That's a okay. game worse than the run the table year. We have that's the thing, Griff. Right now we're sitting at three and six. We have an eighteen game season now, unlike we did in twenty sixteen. So three and six is kind of the like you can get away with saying run the table at this point because you've got that extra week to play with. So we can probably lose two more games maybe and make the playoffs nine and eight. But I I said this, Griff. I've said this a lot. Ten used to be the p- if you get to ten wins you're gonna make the playoffs ninety nine percent of the time in the NFL. Sadly, with the 18th week, 11 is the new 10. You need 11 to guarantee you're a playoff spot, right? You need 11. They need 10, probably just to feel good about maybe trying to get that seventh wild card now. It, so there's some things combining, right? That used to be the case because when you had 10, there was only those two wild card spots. Now you've got the three wild card spots, but now you need kind of 11 wins to feel good about it. So maybe it is around the 10 ish spot. Green Bay wants to feel good. Again, we have three wins, so this is quite the pipe dream. But we're talking about getting in <laughs> we there have with three ten. three wins. We're talking about getting in with ten. We have three wins. We're talking
0: about left. getting ten wins. Ten wins are going to feel good. We have
1: three. We, so there's eight games left, Griff. We, if we can win these next two, which Roger said, we got to win these next two, and then it's going to look a little different. So we have to win one. Let's try win one game, guys. Let's win one football game. If we could do that, guess what our record will be? Four and six,
0: with four and six, to play. yeah. And
1: then you gotta get if we can get to nine and eight, you're in the mix for that seventh wild card spot. So is it over? No, because it's so early. Only we do have six losses though, and if we had six losses at any point in any other year, we'd feel like it was over. But it's just so early that you never know what's gonna happen. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, he's played very good. He played really, really, really good against Buffalo. He played good against the Lions, but he had those bad throws that turned his decent outing into a pretty bad outing. I feel strongly that Aaron Rodgers is moving forward going to play at that MVP level because he was there in Buffalo, and I felt like he he was even there in Washington, but I I just think moving forward, he's going to be that guy that's going to have to carry us, and I think he can. We just need to to put something around him. We need to start playing a little bit better, and I feel like we can do something here. We just got to get hot.
0: This is the flaw with people who think that Rodgers is the problem. And these people, sometimes I, I feel like I'm con- um, constructing a straw man when I bring up stuff like this. But these people exist. I'm not crazy. A lot of these people exist. Check Twitter at halftime of any game these past five weeks and you will see these people. Even Blue checks, on Twitter. But the flaw with this argument that Rodgers is the problem with the offense and it would, play, and it would be much better with a game manager in there is that we've seen Aaron play really well as a game manager at Buffalo last week. And guess what? We lost by 10 points. We were down 17 for most of that game. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter how well he
1: plays. And we, we ran the ball at a ridiculously high level against Buffalo and that didn't matter either. No, nothing matters, because this team sucks, and these people who
0: want to clamor for putting Jordan Love in, again, I'm not crazy, these people exist, check Twitter at halftime, these people are real, put Jordan Love in. You know, have you watched Jordan Love play football? Because Rodgers today, what I described as his Carson Wentz game, where he's making big time throws, but also turnover worthy plays, that's every Jordan Love series, We training camp broad, do you remember this kid? He he makes impressive throws sandwiched in between the worst passes you've ever seen. You don't think Jordan Love is going to make bad throws if he's in this game? He's not going to come in and play like Jimmy G.
1: Think about Jordan Love trying to manage these rookie receivers like Aaron Rodgers does where he has to basically give them the playbook between each play. Imagine Jordan (laughs) Love in that spot. Imagine Jordan Love... Putting a, look, dude. I, I just I don't even want to put myself in that spot. But Jordan Love, let's just say he wouldn't even be able to get outside the pocket without getting strip sacked at least three times a quarter because he's just <laughs> not going to be able to have that kind of awareness with that kind of with the way the offensive line is playing, the lack of receiving talent getting open. What is he going to do? It's just like, what? I don't get it. Look, people just want to hate on Aaron Rodgers. I get it. It's fun. People hate Aaron Rodgers. People love to hate Aaron Rodgers. Enjoy the that. The tattoo oh my gosh, look, whatever you have, people have opinions against him in a personal way, in his personal life. He is the MVP quarterback of this league. He is the best quarterback of all time. He's 38 years old, about to be 39 in a month. Get a grip, people, okay? He's fine. He's playing at a high level. There's nothing around him. He's the best quarterback of all time. He's playing elite still, even in this situation. He's making some ridiculous plays. Did he play great today? No. But did anybody else play great today on offense? Absolutely not but he's getting all the blame.
0: He is making throws still this season that impress you. The arm talent is there. This is not 2015 Peyton Manning where like the arm, been the no arm strength been falls no off. He looks like a different player. He looks like the same player. The highs are still just as high. He makes throws that make you say, wow, how'd he do that? It's not even like 2018 because in 2018, it, there wasn't a whole lot of that. He's still. The, he looks like the MVP still. You know, there's a lot more bad, but I think you can chalk that up too. He's having to go to his third read on every play. If you think that he has just all of the sudden turned into a bad quarterback, then I don't know what games you're watching. Because he looks good out there most of the time. He had three throws today that I would call bad throws. But that's gonna happen when you're playing with rookies and you're trying to put the. You're playing hero ball, which he did today, you know? And I've seen people criticize him all season for playing hero ball. And he hasn't played hero ball for most of this year. Hate to break it to you, he hasn't. Today, he did play hero ball. Because guess what? He had to. The run game wasn't working. The last drive of the game. The literal, like, game-winning drive opportunity that we had, where we take the, the the last set of downs there, which were three throws that made you scratch your head, right? Or four throws, I guess, that made you scratch your head, right? Someone on Twitter said that that was, that was called, that was Hero Ball, what we just saw. That was Hero Ball. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was Hero Ball. What do you mean? It was, that's, the, yes, that is Hero <laughs> Ball, because he is trying to be the hero. That's the only option we have.
1: What do you what want him to do? Gonna, because <laughs> otherwise we're relying... What are we going to rely on, Amari Rodgers, to be the hero? Like, what you are wanna we doing? Him, You want to throw him... What are you saying? He's got to trust the scheme.
0: Mean? He's got to throw a screen pass. He's got to run an RPO. He's got to hand it off. What do you want him to do? It's the game-winning drive. There's 30 seconds left. It's fourth down. Yeah, he's played hero ball. He's taking a shot at the end zone to win the game. <laughs> Know, what are Griff. we What are we doing here? And these people want to put Jordan Love in. Like, Jordan Love's entire... People think that if we put Jordan Love in, he would just run the Matt LaFleur offense and it would be peak offense and it would be beautiful and it would look like Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco's best years. But Jordan Love is not Jimmy Garoppolo. At his best, he is Jimmy Garoppolo. but Jordan is, Love looks like a rookie and he's in his third season, Griff. <laughs> He is. He's everything. The best parts of Jimmy Garoppolo are Jordan Love's highest points. And then he has also Carson Wentz's worst throws. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. But he's like the worst parts of Carson Wentz, but the best parts of Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the quarterback that Jordan Love is. And if you put him in, it would
1: be a disaster. Jordan Love looks like Aaron Rodgers if he was thrown with his left hand. Oh, and
0: I'm thinking about now, like, I, I... you know, Jordan Love, really good kid. But just these this fan base, I can't stand it this season. This is the worst season to be a fan, I think. I can't even go on Twitter, Braun. You know this. I lose my mind on Twitter because these blue checks just drive me up the wall. And everyone has a take. No one's rational. I think that's going to do it for today. If you haven't heard, we do have a new podcast out called Packers Therapy. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. Um, We reached a cool opportunity with a Podcast Network. So we've got that new show coming out. You can call in, actually, if you want to submit your takes, if you want to get all riled up like I have here. um, You can call the number 920-430-0711. Or you can send, you can leave a voicemail by dialing that number. Um, or you can send an email to Packers Pod at gmail.com. And uh, whatever you send in there, we will discuss on this week's episode of Packers Therapy. We only have one episode of that show. Um, new episode will be coming out this week, so stay tuned for that. New episode of this podcast, Today in Titletown. We are going to keep this podcast around. Um, we will be back, so make sure to turn on notifications. Follow us on Instagram at Today in Town. Follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers. Follow Braun on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. Oh, this was. Uh, I I like this game day. I like this game day recording that we did here, man. Because you know we like usually wait till Monday night and uh, everything's settled. I'm not as heated. I'm not as in the moment. I'm not as passionate. Um, I think the same goes for you, Bron. And I think I think our listeners caught the best of both of us tonight.
1: Yeah, we we're definitely a little more emotional in this one, but again, there's a lot. There's a lot of reason for it here. We're sitting here at three and six. Which still I haven't wrapped my mind around, and the urgency is high. It's time to start. You know, it's it's put up or shut up time here. We're getting to the point where if we lose two more football games, our season is officially over, right? Like so, now we're talking about like we will not make the playoffs, and it's tough to even put. And we've in got my mind two losable
0: football games coming up. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! Record. And and we and the and the worst part of that is Griff. Yes, we've got two losable games coming up. We could have won each of the last five games that we've lost, Griff. You feel like we could have, and that's the thing that hurts. We started out three and one. We could be eight and one. We could be six and whatever. I don't care. We're not, and we're stuck at three and six. It's time to start just winning.
0: Hopefully it'll be a win. Hopefully it'll be fun. We're saying that for the. Uh, is it the seventh week in a row now we've been saying that? And uh, um, yeah. So, ah, uh, this team it's becoming it's not getting any easier that's for sure you think it would get easier but it's not because every week i continue to have hope that they're going to turn it around and every week they prove that no they're probably not going to do that this year so um here's for another week of that hope which will in the end hurt me but (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening everyone go pack go
1: thank you for listening everyone as always and forever despite our troubles and our struggles Go pack go